Welcome, 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 welcome to the real life of Nisha D. And I am your host, Nisha D. Welcome back, my beautiful sister. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much, my beautiful sister, Nisha. How are you today? Oh, today, if I tell you, today was a day, um, let's see, um, I had to go to court mm. with my baby mama. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not the baby mama. <laughs> the baby mama, because he act just like, that man act just like a woman, like, for real, like, I don't get it, like. <laughs> and and I stand on it. Listening audience, I stand on it. Listen, I am the most easygoing person. I don't like to argue. I tell you how I feel. I always try to come to a resolution on things, but with him, there's no resolution. So mm-hmm. you have to have a third party to get involved. And guess what? Their resolution transpired. Um, I don't, it is what it is now. So I'm happy with that. Um, I, of course, I found out that my uh, my friend and um, ex coworker passed away. Yesterday, Monday was her birthday. Yesterday was my deceased brother's birthday, and Monday was my deceased aunt birthday. So today, I, I just want to dedicate this to Esther Warren, mm-hmm. Diane Davis, and Shango Smith. Sister, I have you on here because you are a part of my series. You won't break my soul. But when a woman's fed up. Yes, Lord. Can you relate? Can you relate? Because sometimes I don't think men really believe a woman gets tired. Mm-hmm. I think that men think because they always assume that a woman is always, you know, in need and needy and need them to do this and need them to do that. No, the only thing I need you to do is be right with yourself. Because if you're right with yourself, then you'll be right with me. But they don't get that. Can you take us to a time, maybe it's been recently. I know we haven't caught up in a while because life happens. And when Mm -hmm. life happens, circumstances happens. And my God, circumstances have been knocking me left and right, but I'm a soul survivor and I'm still standing. Amen. I want to talk about when a woman's fed up because I have some tales to tell just of recently about how I was fed up with a lot of stuff, but go ahead, my sister. Hello. You still there, Nisha? Yeah, I okay. you can when did you know you was fed up? Like when when did you say, you know what, Yolanda? Enough is enough. Can you take us back to a day, a time, or a year or a month or a week that you said, you know what? I'm fed up. And you can be fed up with a job, friendships, family, <laughs> relationships, circumstances. Mm-hmm. You could be just fed up with it all. Right. You decide that, hey, you know what? (laughs) I can't do this no more. You're fucking breaking my soul and I can't let you break it. Right. I would say not quite two years ago when I felt 
that my tired was tired. You know how you, you, you get tired and your body needs rest, but not the kind of rest that requires sleep, the kind of rest that your soul just needs. Like you just need peace. Like you just need a clean slate. When your tire is tired, that's when you know you're fed up. And that's when I realized that I needed help. You know, we're taught, you know, if you're a, a believer of Christ, a follower of Christ, you're taught to pray your way through. Prayer is fine. Prayer is good. You know, if, if, if that's your, your route, you choose to deal with that. But I was at the point where I had to say, look, my mental health is taking a toll. And for a lot of us, especially, you know, African-Americans, the black community, we look at mental health as or going to get counseling and therapy as it's some form of taboo, like it's forbidden. You know, you, you, you Yolanda, are you there? Uh-huh. Can you can you hear me, Nisha? I'm sorry. I, I couldn't hear you. You faded out. The last oh. thing I heard was about mental health and a taboo. Okay. Yeah. You know how some of our our the ancestors and the family, you know, mama prayed, grandma prayed, and that tradition just kind of, you know, stuck with us. Over, yeah. And it was passed down to generation to generation to generation. But now we're living in a different time now where we need therapy. We actually need it. And that's when I realized that I needed it. So I did my research and I reached out and I found someone that um, I knew previously and, and they offer that type of service that I felt that I needed. I called her up and I told her what was going on. And she said, you know what, be at my office at five o'clock. I got off at 430 and I got to her office at five o'clock. And when I walked in her office, I fell directly to my knees. It was like a burden that was so heavy. It was like 10 tons that I felt on my back. The burden was just so heavy. I couldn't bear it anymore. And she told me, she said, you need to release everything that you've been carrying all these years. You need to release. And it was at that time, honey, when I told tell you I cried out, I cried out. I'm talking about belly wrenching, crying out, tears, eyeballs, red, crying. It's just like my soul just needed to be cleansed and I just needed a fresh reboot and a restart. And I sat in her office nearly three hours. And I told her, you know, what was going on in my life and what brought me in, and I, I needed that. And it was sh shortly after that is when I started going on a regular basis. I started going for maybe about two months. I started going every week. Um, and you know therapy can be expensive. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, if we can buy designer bags, 
clothes, we can eat out, you know, we can do all these things, then why not put that same money and that same effort into something that's going to better us? Exactly. Um, I always tell people that I just had a lot of shit going on in my life Mm -hmm. and shit just kept happening and I needed to talk to someone. I didn't Mm want to call y'all because, you know, y'all are my sisters, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I didn't want to call y'all. I needed to talk to someone that didn't know me. Right. I needed to show my vulnerability, my, my tough girl, um, deposition had to dissolve. Mm-hmm. You needed to see me. So you get through that first hurdle. And then, my God, you get through another hurdle. And then mm-hmm. shit just keep happening. So I had to find someone to talk to um, about my life and everything. I went through from bad relationships because it seemed like I just couldn't get it right. I couldn't get it right with my marriage. It's not because I didn't want to get it right in my marriage. It's because one person was married. I was married and he was a single husband, right? Mm-hmm. We had three beautiful kids. God blessed us abundantly. We had a huge house. I had everything a, a, a girl could ever wish and pray for. I just didn't have security. And everyone might think, security? You had a home. You had all this stuff that's not security. Mm-hmm. And, and I want I want people to hear this, especially black women. Security is not materialistic stuff. Security is when I go to my husband and I feel safe within his space mm-hmm. where he could see that I'm hurting, that I'm crying, that I'm screaming out to him to help. Let's work this out. I didn't feel safe. I couldn't. How can you feel safe with someone that always bought you expensive gifts every time they cheated? Mm-hmm. I don't need much like diamonds. Okay, so <laughs> if my future husband buys me a diamond, I'll wear it. But it's not something that I will want as a ring, a diamond mm-hmm. ring, you know. Um, you get out of that, you get over that. You know, you have kids, you have little kids involved. By that time, we had two kids, and then it was a third child. I'm like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. This man Mm -hmm. is breaking me, you know, from cutting up all his clothes and throwing away his diamond jewelry and bleaching his stuff. That gets old. There's no Mm -hmm. gratification in it. It's no gratification, especially when a person can, can go out and get the same thing again. Then, you know, you deal with the mother issues about how you want a, a, a better bond with your mother. You want a better bond with your family. You deal with all those type of issues. You can't go to your family because the first thing they'll say, you need to pray. Right. Just pray. Okay, I'm praying and I'm talking and, and, and I know God is hearing me. But sometimes we'd be like, God must not be hearing me. God can't be hearing me because if God was hearing me, why am I going through all this stuff God does here? You ask God for help. God placed people in your life at appointed times mm-hmm. to get you through it. And a therapist is a appointed person at a appointed time to help you get through it. Not baby, not little Joe, not your best friend, mm-hmm. not your baby daddy, not your splack of belly, but a therapist. 
and what really, and you touched on something, Yolanda, you stated it best. Black mm-hmm. people always say, I don't need a therapist. Yes, right. you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, you, you need a therapist because you touched. And I'm not talking about by an angel now. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no there's no two way to put this. You are touched because you're dealing with, as I was told, post-traumatic stress disorder. That's what I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. That's what I deal with. That's what I that's what I suffer with post-traumatic stress disorder because I've seen a lot and I've endured a lot. And just recently, I seen them carry my brother downstairs in a body bag. Oh, that goodness. set me back. Yeah. That set me back because I hadn't cried and hurt that much since I seen my mother being put in a body bag. So it was a different type of hurt. I see how my mother felt, her and her sisters, when they lost their brother. Right? Mm-hmm. So I see that. What did you, what information did you get coming out of that? Because you stated you came in and you just dropped to your knees and you poured your soul out. Mm-hmm. The main thing that I would say that uh, was told to me, I was taking on everybody else's burdens along with mine. And what I had to learn was I had to learn when to say no. And when I said no, I didn't need to follow up with an explanation. So if someone came to me and they said, well, Yolanda, can you do X, Y, and Z? No, I'm not able to do that. Say that one more time before the people in the background. You stated that when you say no, Mm -hmm. you mean no, and there's no what? Explanation. You You don't owe anybody anybody an explanation. If you're not able to do it, then you're not able to do it. So when you say no, no is just a two-letter word, but no is also a complete sentence as well. Ooh, grammar school. She's right. taking us back. She's taking us back. Um, you stated when you're tired, was tired. Mm-hmm. Can you go in in-depth? Because I'm visualizing the tired being tired and you need to coin that because we need to have some shirts on my tired Mm -hmm. is just tired meaning i can't deal with your bullshit my bullshit and the world bullshit i'm Mm -hmm. i'm tired Mm -hmm. the type of tired you know how some people have jobs that just consist of i can try to use this as an analogy Some people have the type of jobs that consist of them, you know, behind a desk. And some people have the type of jobs that maybe, you know, manufacturing, you know, they're having hands on, they're moving around all day, you know, they're ambulatory for eight to 12 hours a day. And people tend to equate people that work desk jobs as, oh, you're not tired. All you do is just sit behind the desk all day long and I'm out here I'm out here on the floor and I'm running this machine and I'm doing all this manual labor yeah I'm tired 
but my kind of tired is different from your tired. My kind of tired, I'm pushing numbers all day. I'm pushing paperwork all day. My tired is more mental than it may be physical, but when the mental gets to be too much, it does, you know, weigh on my physical, my body, the stress level, you know, your blood pressure, you know, you're getting headaches, your blood pressure is increasing. When it's all those things, you can take aspirin or, you know, you can, you ever had a headache and you, you took aspirin and it still seemed like your headache didn't go away? Yeah, a stress headache. That's what they it's call it. Headache. It's ongoing. And that's what I felt. It's like no matter what I did, I could take an aspirin for my headache. I could, you know, drink some tea, try to wind down early, you know, cut the lights off, let my migraine go away. It would ease away a little bit, but it would not go away fully. And then the next day, um, you know, whatever I, I conquer in that day, that's piled on from yesterday's stuff. And it's just piling on, piling on. And everybody has this, I need you, I need you, I need you now. When are you going to do this? And when are you going to do that? So when you get to the point where you like, look, enough is enough. I'm only one person. I'm only one person. So when you get to that point, that's when you know you're tired is tired because you're not getting anywhere. Your, your cup is just running over. But nobody's trying to, you know, nobody's trying to, you. you know, nobody is trying to accommodate, accommodate the lady that carried all the baggage. Exactly. They exactly. see you, but exactly. they don't see you. Mm -hmm. So now if you can't pour into my cup and I feel if you come to me and you need help, I have to look at my cup because I need to see, do I have an overflow? Because if I don't have an overflow, I can't, I can't help you. Because I need some people to pour, I need some people to pour into me because my cup needs to be refilled too. I don't want to be the only one that's refilling my cup. You know, you are so right. That that takes me back to a time with my late deceased grandmother, Johnny mm -hmm. May Love. God bless the dead and God bless my nanny who I loved unconditionally. She used to tell me, she said peach, because that's what she called me. She mm -hmm. called me peach and my dear called me mama. Both different meanings, but same understanding. Mm -hmm. And nanny used to say, peach, you can't do everything in one day. My young minded self would do everything in one day. I will mm -hmm. pick up my nanny and my dear, take them shopping. We'll go pay bills. We'll go out to dinner. I'll come back home. I'll take the kids to the movies. Then I'll come back home. I'll cook. I'll clean. And then by the time it's time for me to get in bed, I'm completely wore out. Because mm -hmm. in my mind, I had to do everything everybody asked me to do. Do this. Do this. And it was like I had a fucking key in my back and where they can just wind me up mm. and I'll just go, doo -doo 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 -doo. I'll just do everything everyone say. But then at the end of the day, when I am tired, I am mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. Mm -hmm. I have no one. Now I always had my sister because my sister Biddy has always been a blessing and a help to me 
and God bless my late mother's soul too. They have, but the people that I was pouring into, mm -hmm. because they needed it, they needed a sip from my cup. You know, it's it's a you know it's a powerful thing when everyone always want to drink from your cup. Mm -hmm. Everybody's surrounding you, and everybody wants you to pour into their cup because they want to sip what you sipping, mm -hmm. but they don't understand. It took a lot for you to make this cup. Yes. It, it took a lot. It took a lot for you to make this cup. And I always tell people the the worst misconstrued uh, uh, persona one can have about me is they think that I think I'm better than everybody, which is totally mm -hmm. not true. They think that I'm mean, which is totally not true. To know me is to love me. And when you know me, when you love me, you know it's nothing I wouldn't do for you. I will right. give you the shirt off my back. And if I have a connection and I know what God told me to do, I'm going to plug you in. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I don't want no rewards from being a blessing to you. But I also want you to understand that just because I'm a blessing to you, you can't always sip from my cup. You can't. You can't. I, I need some something for me. Um, Ayana Van Zandt once said that if I keep giving everybody sips of my coffee, what am I going to drink? Because mm -hmm. it's all gone. It's all gone. And who's going to refill it? <laughs> the person that's holding the cup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the person that's holding the cup. Sometimes mm -hmm. we have to get back to, we have to just recharge ourselves and then you know because you're kind and because you're caring and because you're trying to do your best to sow seeds and show people because I always tell people I'll be the only God you'll ever see because we as people we are here on this earth to do God's work not right. man's work but God's work so sometimes mm -hmm. you'll be the only God people see your kindness your act of kindness shows that there is a God but even God be like you know what You right. have to humble yourself. You have to. You have to. And, you know, you you don't mind being a blessing, but, you know, you have to go with what's in your heart because everyone who has their hand out, you can't always extend your hand out to the, to reach them. Mm. You know, because there there's, could be, you know, an ulterior motive behind it because a lot of people go on, you know, who you know. Yeah. You know, oh, I know this person, this person did this for me. Maybe you should try to reach out to them and see if they could do this for you. My cousin, Queenie, she always tells me, because see, I work in the car industry. I mm -hmm. don't do, I don't sell cars. I don't mm -hmm. buy cars. I don't do it. I work, in, I do corporate accounting. Mm -hmm. accounting. Um, that's what I do. So, but because I've, I'm in a position to where I'm able to allow people to use my discount. Mm -hmm. And my cousin would tell me, I get so mad at you and you need to stop volunteering, helping people because those people don't, wouldn't do the same thing for you. They wouldn't mm -hmm. give you a damn dime. I said, Queenie, mm -hmm. you're right. But the giver in me can't help that. But I'm aware now. Now, when I 
allow my discount to be used, it's because I know this person is deserving of it. Mm-hmm. It's because I know anytime I say you can use my discount, it's because I know you're deserving of it. Even much like with relationships, you know, I, I had someone who uh, he was trying to talk to me, you know, trying to talk to me for years. And let me tell you how the devil works. This man knew I lost my brother. Mm-hmm. He came to church, held my hand. I'm crying. It's not running all out my nose because I mean, by that time, I am not, I'm not comprehending that my brother was murdered by someone he trusted. Oh, goodness. Oh, I, my I, 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 I'm not comprehending that. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, if you cannot be, I said, listen, I want some someone that's stable in the mind, stable in the spirit, and also stable in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't be that man for me, please leave me alone. You can do whatever you want to do. You know, and I just friends, oh, this man promised me that he was going to do this and that and this. And he lied. Mm-hmm. He played on my vulnerability. And that's how he slipped his way into my life. Because of he seen that that was the only ample opportunity that he had to get me was when I was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say how old he was, but he was past his prime. And he was older than you and I put, he was older than you and I. Mm-hmm. He, he was jumping over to the the senior citizen part of it. Oh, wow. Now he knew better. 56. He knew better. Mr. 56 sent me, listen, when I, if I'm not into you, I'm not going to pour my sexuality out on you, right? I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. But if we're in a relationship and, you know, you were we're intimate we're intimate now i think that he thought because he was blessed with the tongue that reached mm-hmm. down to his feet and the dick that reached down to his feet oh i'm just i'm he was like t- 10 inches okay solid oh, 10 yeah. mm. he thought what? that he could dip i guess he thought he was gonna dick whip me um eat my pussy and just drive me fucking crazy right Oh, bro, no, no, sir. sir, I'm 43 years old, almost 44. I've been licked in every hole on my body, okay? Sex does not equip you. Equip, I'm sorry. Sex does not equivalent to love. Right. Love is sex. You're lying because God showed me you were lying. And you started lying. So I told him, I said, you know what? I don't want to deal with you. You never have to worry about me again. Please don't call me. Don't tell me you love me because you don't know what love is. You're 56 at the tender age of 56. The tender age of 56. And that's why I say black people go undiagnosed for years with trauma. Mm -hmm. This man has trauma from his exes, from what they did to him. And I'm pretty sure because how loose he is. He'd been loose all his life. And there, there, there comes a point in your, your, your time, a point in life, and a, a point in time that you have to be accountable for your ways and your actions. And at 56 years old, if you're not accountable for your ways, you're not accountable for your actions, you'll never learn. So basically, I cut my, I cut my losses because I'm like, this is an old fool. He's not going to change. 
at yeah, 56 he years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he said he's not going to change, you know, and he he will get he got upset because I, I didn't want to go out to dinner with him and I didn't want to listen. I could take myself out to dinner, I can do all the things that you're telling me you I, I don't need that. I need you to be right for yourself, because if you're right for yourself, then you'll be right with me. Apparently, you're not right for me. Apparently, I am not what you need. You need to be with someone on your level, because I'd be damned if I stoop down to your level. Thank you. You know, everybody always wants you to stoop down. I'm not stooping down anymore. Yolanda, I I cannot afford, like you stated, my tired is my tired. So Mm -hmm. my tired tells my other tired, we cannot afford to stoop down to any one level anymore. Either they're going to be where you are or they're going to have to be surpassed you. There's no more looking down. There's no more. I cannot afford that anymore. I cannot afford that. I'm going to say this and then I I will ask you, how would you react? And what would you think that this Mm -hmm. person was trying to say? I told him, I said, you cannot have your cake and ice cream and eat it with me. I say, because you're too old, I'm too old, and I'm not doing this. He said, you sound just like my mama. Ring. Ding, 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 ding. That was a red flag. Anytime a man say you sound just like your his mother, he has mother issues. Mm-hmm. There's a red flag there. My mother used to tell me and my brothers when we used to eat up all the cake and all the ice cream and stuff, she would say, why y'all eating up all this stuff? Y'all not going to have anything else. Y'all eating it all up in one day. And he said, I told my mother, why you asking me why we eating all this stuff? You bought it for us, right? So no, mm-hmm. this is my cake. This is my ice cream. And I'm going to do what I want to do with it. I say, you are, str- you are right about that. I set up where he could, you know, only thing he had to do was come in and sign over some documents and get his car or whatever. Um, his truck, I had found him a nice F-150. But I called one of the dealerships and told them, hey, he cannot use my discount. I am not in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, he's not my husband. He's not my boyfriend. I am not his girlfriend. He stated he wanted his cake and ice because I can be petty. I said he stated he wanted his cake and ice cream too. And he going it's his cake and it's his ice cream. So he's gonna do what he wanna do with it. These are my benefits that I've worked for years for. And I'm gonna do what I wanna do with it. I am not gonna award you a benefit when you didn't put in the time. Hello, somebody. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Enough said about that. And and if that didn't shut him down, I don't know what would. Oh, he came back again, kept trying oh. to play on my again, the 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 vulnerable Nisha that he caught when, you know, when I was mourning the loss of my brother. But by that time, the vulnerable Nisha was not vulnerable in the sense of needing or yearning for a shoulder to cry on. Kanisha was like, get the fuck from around me. Mm-hmm. I am not who you want. Listen, don't let the smooth taste fool you. What you're not going to do is try to come in and play on my vulnerability. You did it once. Shame on you. If you do it twice, it's shame on me. 
Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a two and a three times. I cannot do it. I cannot afford to keep going back to what broke me or what hurt me or what's trying to use me or what's trying to manipulate me. Because a lot of times women have a problem going back to what hurt them. You cannot go back to what hurt you thinking it's healed because they're going to turn around and do the same thing to you again. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to see about your mental health it is this thing this thing is serious it is serious out here and i mean you know it's it's taking people out it is people are jumping off bridges people are Mm -hmm. people are committing suicide because they do not want to talk to anyone about the childhood trauma of being molested by the Mm -hmm. uncle or being molested by the daddy or being molested Mm -hmm. by the aunties you know people don't want to talk about that but if that is your story and you need to heal from that you cannot allow hear me it is okay to talk to someone if that's your story and it, and, it, and you cannot allow it to keep confining you because what you're doing is you're bringing all your your generational trauma and you are transcending it to the person you claim you love yeah, and, and that's taking a toll on relationships and, you know, any type of shit, friendship, relationships, situationships, whatever ship you're in, it's going huh? <laughs> <laughs> to affect it. But people have to realize that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to get help. It's okay. It, it's fine, you know. But until you come to grips with that for yourself and you go and seek help, you're just you're just piling it on. You're taking on, you know, your burdens. You're taking on other people's <laughs> burdens because you're just being so accepting. And when you're a giver, you got to know your limits because the takers don't have any limits. They're going to yeah. take it. as much as you give and that's as much as they're going to take. Until you have zero zip, mm-hmm. nothing. You have until you have nothing for yourself. That brings me back to a time when I knew better, but because this person was my my first love, my my everything, um, I just knew that my kids that I have now would be his kids, right? But mm-hmm. life doesn't work out like that. He broke my heart in high school and slept with my best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. She was my best friend. Turned around again. Um, we started back talking again because he was always my friend and I was always his friend. We we were always that, but we were in a relationship as well. And, and I seen his hurt and I seen his trauma and I mm-hmm. still loved him. Child, this man invited me to California. This is, this is in our 30s now. Invited mm-hmm. me to California. Turn around. Two weeks later, and married this girl that looked like she'd been um, working on the damn farm all her life. Oh like, my yeah, just country, just real mm-hmm. country. Then turn around, summer, last summer, like always, came in my knight in shiny armor because this man knows me. And I mm-hmm. know that after all this stuff we don't been through, this time he's going to get it right. This time he's not going to play me. 
I could always feel when he is happy, when he's sad. I know him inside out. I know him. I'm the only woman besides his sister and mother know him like that. I know mm-hmm. him. Child, next thing I know, I'm thinking we we good. Next thing I know, he left me for a girl, a younger girl. Mm-hmm. Child, I ain't gonna even say nothing bad about this child, but he got a he got a uh he got a certain type. And and I was like, you know what? I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. I would never go back to him again. It ain't shit he could say. Because he hurt me for the last time. Because, see, you know, he hurt me once in my teens. And then he hurt me once in my 30s. Then he turned around and did it to me in my 40s. Am I a, a glutton for punishment? Right. And I had to snap myself. So now I don't give nobody no second and third chances anymore. Because that was my lesson and he came back into my life to show me that you cannot keep going back to people who wronged you the first time. Mm-hmm. That was the lesson the lesson that I had to learn. Love him to death. Wish him nothing but the best in life. I I don't hate him. I don't dislike him. I I dislike how he handled me. How he hurt me. How he wasn't straight up and forward with me. That hurt because this is somebody that I looked out for. Because, you know, when you were a giver, you're going to look out for the people you love. Mm-hmm. And whether it was an old, old age or young age, I looked out for this man. And I wanted nothing but the best for this man. But this man hurt me. And I'm like, wow, because of his hurt, I end up being with my ex-husband. And then because I was not, even though it was a young hurt, I still went to my ex-husband and married him and had kids from him. But I never healed from that first hurt. Yeah. So, you know, and he had all his trauma and drama and everything else. So it was a lot. It, it's it's a lot when you have to, when you mix trauma with trauma. That's, mm-hmm. not, that's, a, that's a recipe for disaster. It is. And you got all these different energies, you know, he he needs to be healed from this and you need to be healed from that. And then, you know, you're co-mingling and this, you're, you're taking on some of their energy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that's when you knew enough was enough and your tired was tired. <laughs> My tired was tired. <laughs> My tired, my tired looked at me like, listen, mm-hmm. Tanisha, Nisha, which you, whoever you want to be today, <laughs> get it together, Nisha D, because this man has hurt you repeatedly. Why are you still going back to him? And, you know, because I love him. Mm-hmm. I love that man. And, and that's what I was telling myself. I love him, but I was like, this man does not love you because if he loved you, he never would have did you the way that he's done repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And it was a repeat. He didn't value you. He didn't value what you brought to the table. Hell, he didn't even much inva- he didn't even much value the chance that you allowed his ass to sit in even after the fact. 
And that just stems from, you know, maybe this sounds cliche, but I know you've heard this before. The phrase hurt people hurt people. Yes. I you recognize know? that now. Mm -hmm. When I see people, when men try to talk to me, I look at them. I truly look at them. I look past the beauty, you know, because I got to, you know, I look past all that. I don't care if you dark like it resemble or light like, you know, <laughs> Alan Payne. I look past all that. I need to see you. I look past your your beauties. I need to see your tortured soul. I need to see what are you hiding under those expensive clothes and shoes. Because mm -hmm. it's a lot of crazy. A lot of crazy can be covered up. Oh, trust me. I know. Crazy can be covered up in, in, in name brand. <laughs> it can be disguised. Child, because you know, I used to dress my crazy up real well. Do you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I, think we, I think we all do. <laughs> like, I'd be ready to pop out. Like, what? Boy, I would slice your ties up. Who you playing with? Like, but look, I, all I'm going to say is you know how, like, the old folks would say, I ain't been saved all my life. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I'm like, I have not. I'm like, and then, you know, it's like people don't know how hard you fought to get to where you are. Right. Like how much you had to fight. And not only that, <laughs> how you had to pray. You had to pray very hard. And you be like, oh. So you you getting this calm me, right? Mm -hmm. See, this old me would have went on, popped off on you and told you exactly where you have. Now I know how to tell you off in a way that make you rethink your whole life. That's the new me. The old me would have been like, oh, bitch, really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. The new me is like, you know what? I I had stated before, I used to want my lick back from when people wronged me. Yolanda, I always wanted my lick. I wanted to just hit them back. I wanted, mm -hmm. to hit them. I wanted to hit them where it hurt. Like it hurt me. I wanted them to feel it 10 times worse. One day God set me down in my higher self because people got to understand when you evolve into a higher person mm -hmm. a higher being a higher god emerges so the foolishness of you is no longer and god said kanisha my lick will hurt far more yes lord far more lasting consequ consequences than what you can do mm-hmm it might sting them, but it ain't going to last. So that's where I'm at in my life now. I don't want my leg back. Oh, you wrong me? Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. You, you fooled me once, okay. You wronged me once, okay. Ask me, are you going to get a second chance to do it again? Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Yep, because Lord knows God has humbled me and humbled my tongue because it was plenty of times where I wanted to lash out and, and lash back because I wanted my lick back. But I found out that my silence does more damage than me getting my lick back. Yes. Mm, I'm telling you, like you said, when you've grown and you've evolved, you realize that silence is just as powerful as, as you, you know, saying this and saying that. I'm like, you know, let me hold my tongue. Hold my mule. Hold my mule. Hold my mule. Yes, mm -hmm. honey. Because sometimes that mule, ooh, I, tell mm -hmm. people, I always tell people, 
you have to really, 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 really do something to me that cut me to my soul to make me cut you off. Because mm-hmm. if I cut you off, you had to do something really bad that I don't think I know for a fact I would never come back to you again or I'll never allow you back in my life again because you hurt me. You cut me to that point so much that you left a wound on me. Mm. And now I am now is mesmerized, is memorized in my my head now. I'm mesmerized because I cannot believe that you, the man or the woman that I help, because you know, your so-called friends can be, you know, cutting too close to the men in your life, your family. It can be a numerous of people. So mm-hmm. if I cut anybody off, it's because you did something so drastically to me to where I had to cut you off. I had no choice but to cut you off because you did it. I didn't because it takes a lot for me to let go of people that I love. If I say I love you, I'm going to see the good in you. Yeah. I'm going to argue with people. No, this man loves me. No, this is my friend. No, this is my sister. I'm going to see the good. I'm going to see the good all the way down into the very last straw. Mm-hmm. Until that straw breaks the camel back. And once it gets to that point, you know, I'll say, hey, my job is done. Case closed. I've done all I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, I was dealing with the fact of my brother being murdered in cold blood by someone mm-hmm. who he knew as a friend. How mm-hmm. my brother helped and fed this person. And it broke my soul and I was so angry I said God I cannot forgive them I cannot I want their family to feel what my family is feeling what my Mm -hmm. sisters and what my brothers and what my cousins and and my nieces and my nephews and his mom is feeling I want his family to feel what my family is feeling God because God I cannot phantom the fact how this person goes in someone's house and murders them cold-blooded Mm. And then walk away, come back to the scene of a crime as if nothing happened. Oh my gosh. That Ooh. hurt me because no matter how bad or wrong someone has done me, and I've been dragged through the mud, literally, I have never wished death on anyone. But in that moment mm-hmm. of hurt, in that moment of agony because remember hurt people hurt people so my words were very hurtful for that person in their family for what they did to my family mm-hmm. you know it was very hurtful so I had to pray and God brought me back full circle again because sometimes you know God can do things that your therapist can't. And your therapist your therapist can do things that God allowed them to do when God right. is working through your therapist through you. God said, vengeance is not mine. Mm-hmm. My lick is much harder mm-hmm. than what you're wanting to transpire with them. And that's my testimony tonight, y'all. I wanted to hit back. Mm-hmm. But even my tired was tired. So I had to humble myself. Mm-hmm. 
I thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know I'm excited. Yes, I know I'm very, why. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, I thank you for being a genuine woman, first of all, a genuine mother, a genuine daughter, a genuine friend, and a genuine sister. Genuine means rare. And you mm-hmm. are a rare jewel that God has allowed to be a part of this crazy life of mine. I thank you so much, my beautiful sister. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving insight to hurt, injury, pain. When tired is tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that old mule, honey. That I old thank mule. You so, that old mule. I thank you. I look forward to talking to you in the near future when we can say surprise. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, I want to thank you for always giving me the opportunity to join your podcast. I want to thank you for checking up on me. You know, those checkups are, are important. I want to thank you in advance for other opportunities that are brewing that we'll be able to celebrate later. Yes. And I also want to extend my heartfelt condolences to you um, and your family, um, you know, with what has been going on this week and, you know, your brother's passing. So my heartfelt condolences to you as well. Thank you. And then finding out um, that my coworker slash friend, Miss Esther, that woman there used to give me hell. And, and, And that's what I wanted to talk about, the hurt. She was hurt because mm-hmm. she grew up in a time where she was biracial, black mm-hmm. and Native American. And she grew up in a time where her mother passed away and she was raised by her dad. So a fair skinned little girl mm-hmm. had a lot of trauma, a lot of hurt, a lot of trauma. But God allowed us, no matter how crazy she was and no matter how crazy, because I wasn't always saved. <laughs> No matter how crazy I could get with her, because she would test me, God allowed me to love her through that. Right. And I am so grateful that when she said, Kanisha, you need to come see me. I'm in the hospital. And at first I wasn't going to go. But again, when you evolve, a higher God emerges, meaning your higher self is seeing things from a, a clear perspective, from what God allows you to see. And God said, go. Mm-hmm. I went. And we laughed. And I said, Miss Esther, why are these doctors and nurses tiptoeing across this hallway? They, they're afraid to pass this room up. What did you do? She said, hell, Kanisha, I cussed them all out. I cussed them all out. I just cussed them all out. I said, they looking to see who got you in here laughing. I, oh, said, she, wow. I said, hell, you don't cuss me out a few times before. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I want to remember. I, I want to remember the love that I have for her, the mm-hmm. love that she had for me, no matter how difficult she was, I still loved her. No matter how difficult she was, God still told me to bless her. Sometimes you have to bless people so they can see that there is a God, you know? Oh, yeah. You have to let them know because he's real. God is so real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I dedicate this to her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when a woman's fed up because I know this little bitty woman went through a lot and she would give it how it was given. And if it was given good, she was going to still give you hell no matter what. Right. just what she was. She was a fireball. Um, I dedicate this show to my brother, who was my protector of my diary. Mm-hmm. All around cool kid. The Mac Daddy of the Macs. He was a real one. And, and everybody don't get that title of being real. Because real mm-hmm. is not what you wear and how you dress and, and how you smell. Real is how you treat others. Mm-hmm. He was real because he did right by people. He wasn't perfect, but he did right by people. And finally, to my late aunt, T.T., <laughs> who I got a lot of. You think my personality is something else, hell. Mm-hmm. I'm just a mini version of her because she would give it just <laughs> like it raw, uncut. Just I dedicate the show to her as well. I dedicate this to anyone who has lost someone um, this year that's healing that's trying to heal, that's trying to find their way back. Trust God. Surround yourself with people who truly sees you, who understand when you're quiet, they know you're crying and they're reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. Remove yourself from people who only want you to pour into their cup until your cup is empty. Right. I thank you, my beautiful sister. As always, I pray that the good Lord send you in with grace, send you out with grace, surround your family, your loved ones, wherever you stand, wherever you walk, wherever you sit, there's peace, there's love within you, around you. And may the blessings of the true living God surround you and just fill your cup over to it overflows. Amen. You're so welcome. Have a blessed night, my beautiful sister. You too, my sister. Have a good night. Thank you. Uh